On the Record with White House correspondent April Ryan. I'm April Ryan with On the Record. President Trump acknowledged that he will create a government shutdown if he doesn't get his $5 billion for a border wall. He made that statement as Nancy Pelosi, incoming Speaker of the House, and Chuck Schumer, the minority leader in the Senate, said they have $1.3 billion for border security instead of $5 billion for the wall. But what does a government shutdown actually look like? Former National Economic Advisor Gene Sperling of both the Clinton and the Obama White Houses. Well, a government shutdown is never good for the economy, particularly around the holiday season for a few reasons. One, there will be certain services that will not be available. It will disrupt people's plans. Uh, it will disrupt economic activity. Two, small businesses, a lot of small businesses do a lot of their business around the holiday season. Anything that can be disruptive can have a worse impact on small business and travel than anything else. And third, government shutdowns end up hurting economic confidence. They say to people, this is... Uh, there's volatility. And with this president, it also sends a message when you're thinking about 2019 that as he has increased legal troubles, that he will be willing to resort to harmful things like arbitrary government shutdowns. Who knows what could happen on the debt? And that can hurt economic confidence and, and increase uh, uh, the worries that many people already have about 2019 with potential trade conflicts, loss of stimulus, and potential interest rate increases by the Federal Reserve. So, Gene, um, you know, there's been a lot of argument about whose economy is this. You know, people were saying a couple months ago this is the residue of the Obama economy that he's coasting on. Is this now his economy that left his own devices he will ruin or, or send into a downward spiral? Well, I think that uh, uh, he could not have been luckier in the economy he inherited because uh, uh, the very hard lifting of this uh, economy took place under President Obama, who inherited the worst financial crisis since the Great Depression. Um, the president took, did a lot of the very difficult stuff, and that put the economy on, on a path that was steady, uh, uh, not as robust as you would like because people were paying down debt and deleveraging, but it was a steady, strong economy with unemployment rate, black unemployment rate, all getting much, much better. And so in a sense, he inherited an economy where his main goal or job should have been not to screw it up. And I think right now what people are looking at is seeing that the president's uh, incompetence on international economics, his volatility, uh, the, the, the fear that he cannot govern responsibly are starting to hurt economic confidence. So he's been dealt a very good hand, and he is at risk of doing unnecessarily a volatile of, uh, and incompetent um, measures that could, could start to put the length and strength of that recovery at risk. And lastly, people don't really get upset about the economy or what you're talking about until it affects them personally. It, uh, it affects their pocketbook. Is that the case? Well, you know, I think one of the key things is that economic metrics don't always tell people 
uh, how happy they are. People are, an individual person is the top expert in the world at how they're doing. I think for a lot of people, um, you know, they are still, they're, they're, they're still uh, struggling. Even if they have, uh, uh, they're working, they have jobs. Many people feel they're working so hard, they have no time for their family. They don't feel that their income is going up as much as, is, as matters like health care and child care. And so a lot of what a president needs to do is not just look at these economic numbers, but look at the actual challenges families are facing in health care, in higher education, in child care, and make sure they're addressing them. And I think in this case, the president has made most of those things worse. He has tried to sabotage the Affordable Care Act. He has tried to upend protections for uh, uh, people with pre-existing conditions. He's obviously done nothing on things like child care or paid leave. On higher education, his Secretary of Education has only encouraged more predatory behavior. So I think that beneath the economic metrics are the economic lives of tens of millions of American families, and they are not seeing a president or a Republican Congress that is really trying to help them deal with the struggles they're dealing with even when they are fortunate enough or uh, doing well enough to have a job. Are we going into a recession? I never want to be somebody predicting bad news. I hope not, but I think policy-wise what you want to do is is do smart things that, that help American families and not do things that are reckless or create unnecessary uh, uh, conflict. And I think that what the shutdown does is it just increases the perception that this president is willing to do reckless things that could uh, increase volatility, increase, create uncertainty and conflict in the economy that are unnecessary and only being done as distractions and diversions from his personal problems. And I think if everybody feels that, that is going to be a negative for the U.S. and the global economy. So in layman's term, what are the markers for recession? What, and, and are we hitting some of those markers? Well, you know, again, I don't, I don't want to say that I see something so imminent on the horizon. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that uh, there's always risks. Uh, I don't think we see the type of huge bubbles that we saw that led to the financial crisis. Um, but you are seeing some signs, some protect weakness in housing, uh, some deterioration of both the quality and the quantity of corporate debt. And you're seeing the uncertainty of the fact that the United States has gone from looking like they are the most solid and strong manager in the global economy to the most reckless and volatile participant in the global economy. So again, I know I, I don't I never want to be one, uh, you know, predicting or trying to uh, uh, bring down people's expectations. I I still. I don't think there's any reason that we uh, should be going into anything close to a recession uh, in 2019, but we need a, a president administration who is committed to 
keeping the strength of the recovery that he inherited from President Obama going and not playing games with shutting down the government and other actions that clearly are being done as diversions from the president's own personal problems. And lastly, on this border wall, $5 billion is a lot of money for a border wall. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer want $1.3 billion for uh, border security. Can we afford $5 billion? I, I think the whole idea of the wall is, we, we all know what it is. It is, uh, while border security is an important issue, and we should all take that seriously, Democrat or Republican. Uh, the fact is we have. Uh, uh, there's been greater enforcement and funding took place under the Obama administration. If President Trump wants to engage Democrats on a thoughtful discussion on border security, I think he will find great bipartisanship. But instead what we have is him arguing for uh, a wall that was a political construct that I fear uh, has very negative connotations in terms of discrimination against immigrants and, 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 and uh, people of Hispanic uh, descent. And I think that the Democrats are right to say that we're not going along with something that is really more of a political and symbolic and divisive request as opposed to a serious look at what uh, uh, would bring greater border security. So I think they are right to hold their ground and say they're not going any further on conceding to what has really never been a reasonable request by this president. That was Gene Sperling of the Obama and the Clinton National Council of Economic Advisors Office. Meanwhile, if the wall is built, economists are saying there will be a direct link to a rise in prices on almost everything if low-wage workers are not allowed to come into the nation from Mexico. Thanks for joining On the Record with April Ryan. Don't forget to subscribe to On the Record on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. On the Record, a product of American Urban Radio Networks. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.